Barton's FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to It Is Your Duty. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Thursday, May 18th. What do you know? Thursday, May 18th. You should know that day pretty well because it's always a day I do four shows in the day. Today's number three. We had a great bended knee, followed by a great Brighty on TV show. And here I am now, and then we've got one more great one tonight. Always great shows, because we're always here with Father God and Jesus leading the way in a world that's got completely mad, upside down, insane, and one which people better start getting pissed off at, because it's time. This is getting ridiculous of what's happening to good, innocent people. We're going to get into all of this and a reminder of what it is to be an American. Patriots, one thing is absolutely sure is our health is important. There's a lot of things and a lot of stresses going on in our lives, a lot of things in the air that they're trying to pollute us with, water beings being polluted. They're putting new cover coatings on food called a peel. You can't wash it off. Who knows what's in it? Guarantee it's not good for you. Read today that they're putting an additive into chocolate that causes tumors. What else is new? By the way, there's about 5 billion additives in the Chick-fil-A meat. If you're, lo- if you're a Chick-fil-A lover, you're getting monosodium glutamate and all sorts of other horrible things and, that are causing cancerous issues. Anything fast food's bad for you. In other words, our entire system of food is designed to poison us. We need to find some things that are good for us. One of those things happens to be CBD oil. And it happens to help boost your whole body, improve yourself, improve your, your functioning of your body. It helps to make your pains go away naturally without having to take nasty things like Tylenol or ibuprofen that ruins your liver. And you can get all this at CB Distillery, cbdistillery.com. Great place. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. Use your BARDS code. You're going to get a nice 20% discount on fantastic products, which I've been using, testing, and they're working great. You know, the great thing about me testing these products before you try them is you know a couple things won't happen. One, you won't die. Two, you won't grow a lizard head. Three, you're not going to grow a tail. None of those things happen, so you can be assured that it's healthy for you. Now, I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat. I don't play a doctor on TV. I'm also not an investment advisor. But I'm going to tell you what works. And that's it. So head on over to cbdistillery.com, cbdistillery.com. Use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, to select from a whole range of products, all hemp-based. Love the products. They're great. Hemp's one of the best products ever. Of course, we got that got all buried with Soros money and the the stuff with marijuana, freedom of marijuana, that garbage, so that the cartels could start planting their footprint all over this nation. Hemp is legal in all 50 states to grow. It's a great product. It's got fiber. It has oils. It has CBD oil, all these great things. So check out CBDistillery.com, CBDistillery.com. Use your promo code BARDS, get 20% off, and add it to your medical kit, which you should have anyway, because it's the only way we're going to keep ourselves by keeping these things in our medical kit is the only way we can assure we're going to keep ourselves away from the medical death camps that they call hospitals. So check it out, cbdistillery.com, promo code BARTS. Patriots, I'm going to play a five-minute piece 
This is O'Boyle. This is the whistleblower that spoke in front of Congress today. This is tragic. This is the tyranny of government that we have. Now, I'm just before I preface this, anybody out there in uniform or has a veteran in uniform, if you are not active in this information war, if you are not standing up to help people, not only are you breaking your oath, you're just an asshole. You know better. So pull your head out of your butt and start acting like an American patriot and join the ranks of patriots and good people that are out here fighting and quit trying to give excuses for what you're not. And we're right now at a very critical time that we need everybody on the line. And we need to start getting people that, especially people that served when you know your government's gone wrong. And now you're trying to hide away from it, acting like it'll blow over. Saying excuses like, oh, I don't have targets yet. I've actually had that sent to me by a soft operator. That's bullshit. And I'm hot tonight. I'm pissed because there's too many good men out here and women that have served that know better than what's going on. And this thing is time for people to start pulling their head out, getting a spine again like you had, which you were fine going overseas and swacking targets when they were told you to be terrorists, whether you knew them or not. But now when you look in your own government and they're all around you, where do you go? You cave up. Go into your man cave, pull out some whiskey, drink a cigar, pretend it's going to blow over. I did my time. I did my service. All this other garbage. America's on the line right now. And if America goes, the world goes. So this is time right now for patriots to start standing up. Veterans start standing up. They need your skills. And by the way, all you veterans out there that have been sitting on the sidelines, especially soft folks, I love you, but here's the truth. This war you are not experienced in. The ones that are in the trenches that know more about this war are the common Americans, many of which have never put on a uniform that has served and sacrificed as much as you ever have. And since I get a foot in both camps, both in conflict and here, I can speak this truth openly. And if it blisters your butt, I'm sorry. But we're sick and tired of it. When you hear this interview from O'Boyle, this man's a patriot. This is what it takes for people in government or if you're a contractor to stand up and do the right thing. Five minutes of heart-wrenching testimony. Chairman Jordan, members of the committee. Thank you for addressing FBI malfeasance and allowing me to speak today. Aside from that point of gratitude, I'm sad, I'm disappointed, and I'm angry that I have to be here to testify about the weaponization of the FBI and DOJ. Weaponization against not only its own employees, but against those institutions and individuals that are supposed to protect the American people. I'm here today because even though I'm wrongfully suspended from the FBI, I remain duty-bound to the American people to play my small role in rectifying these issues. After all, I never swore an oath to the FBI. I swore an oath to the Constitution. I've served my nation and community my entire adult life, first in the United States Army, then as a police officer, and lastly as an FBI special agent. Shortly after high school, I joined the United States Army where I served in the infantry and I was quickly promoted through the ranks. I deployed to both Iraq and Afghanistan in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. I served in the historic 101st Airborne Division. I received the Combat Infantryman's Badge, which is awarded to those infantrymen who engage in ground combat with our nation's enemies. The Army's official motto is, this will defend. Along with numerous others, I volunteered to serve this nation, risking my life in combat to protect America and her values. I know some of the best men and women this country has to offer. They come from all backgrounds, races, and creeds. They helped mold me into the person I am today. Each was willing to sacrifice, and many did, to protect this great nation. It is our duty 
to honor their sacrifices by standing up for what is right, regardless of the difficulty. After serving in the Army, I became a police officer. Police officers, like me, are imperfect beings, but we strive to uphold the law and the Constitution. People who go to work every day trying to make their communities better, yet who nonetheless are faced with budget cuts and calls for defunding as we continue spiraling away from law and order as a nation. While serving as a police officer, I finished my bachelor's degree graduating with honors in criminology and law studies. Shortly thereafter, I began the long road to becoming an FBI special agent, a position I once understood to be the pinnacle of law enforcement and a way to continue to serve this nation and protect and defend the Constitution. During my four years as a special agent, I received the highest annual review an employee can receive. I volunteered for, tried out for, and was selected for an FBI SWAT team. I also volunteered for, tried out for, and was selected for a new unit the FBI created. I also received an award for my work on an anti-abortion extremism case. I've been smeared as a malcontent and subpar FBI employee. This smear stands in stark contrast to my life in public service. This smear campaign, disgusting as it is, is unsurprising. Despite our oath to uphold the Constitution, too many in the FBI aren't willing to sacrifice for the hard right over the easy wrong. They see what becomes of whistleblowers, how the FBI destroys their careers, suspends them under false pretenses, takes their security clearances and pay with no true options for real recourse or remedy. This is by design. It creates an Orwellian atmosphere that silences opposition and discussion. We know what is right to do, yet we too often refuse to do what is right because of the difficulty and suffering it incurs. I couldn't knowingly continue on this path silently without speaking out against the weaponization I witnessed, even if it meant losing my job, my career, my livelihood, my family's home, and now my anonymity. It's up to members of this committee, current and former FBI employees, and indeed all Americans, to ensure that the weaponization of our own government against the people comes to an end, no matter the personal cost. As James Madison prudently opined, in framing a government which is to be administered by men over men, the great difficulty lies in this. You must first enable the government to control the governed, and the next place, oblige it to control itself. The safeguards currently in place at the FBI are clearly inadequate and must be reworked to protect whistleblowers and others who are inappropriately targeted. The FBI can extract whatever they want from me. I'm willing to bear that burden. I've sworn to defend this country from enemies, both foreign and domestic, even if that means sacrificing my life. I've lived that oath out since first enlisting in the Army, consistently saying, here am I, send me. My oath, however, did not include sacrificing the hopes, dreams, and livelihood of my family. My strong, beautiful, and courageous wife, and our four sweet and beautiful daughters who have endured this process along with me. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me, rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying. And I'll never forget my oath. That is a patriot. For those out here that are comfortable with your pension, comfortable in your contracting job, I know too many of you, that won't lift a finger unless you're paid. You suck. I have so pissed off right now at the lack of movement by our veteran class in this nation. 
If it hadn't been for just common American patriots who have sacrificed so much and then special people like him who are in the middle of it getting schwacked, folks, we'd already be in FEMA camps. This country would be over. And all you all that stood out there on the side thinking you were doing the right thing that are now hopefully going to discover that your pensions are at zero, check it out. You'll discover. You all would have been sitting there on the side going, oh, what happened? America's been waiting for some waking up of the veteran class that was supposed to be that final line. But you never came. You still got a chance. And it's about time you pull out that head and start realizing what your obligations are. Your oath is for life. Think about it. It's not a joke. And if you don't know how to do anything other than trigger pulling, then start training people how to be a better trigger puller so you can at least take your lessons learned and teach them how to be good warriors on the ground with good temperance on the trigger and understand that we may get there now. But it didn't have to get this far if we'd had a good leadership from a veterans class to lead the communities. And as a whole, it is horrible. It's a horrible essay on what's happened in our nation. It's easy to point the finger at American common Americans as they're trying to get by every single day, trying to put food on the table, getting by in a government that's an absolute effing tyranny. We are long past the point of having to overthrow this government. It is now time. This is unbelievable. And it rages me. Because even as I will speak my own testimony to this, I've put up with the own, with your own speaking to veteran class, especially some in the soft community, I've put up with your own garbage about me stepping into politics and stepping out of DOD. I know that scoriation. I know your comments. I know where you sit. And it's stupid. You can't mix defense with politics. Folks, the only war we ever had was here on the domestic front while they were shipping us overseas to kill other people, while they were ravaging our country and putting Americans' lives online here and trying to turn tyranny in home front. And we're now here. American patriots, I don't care where you've served or not, your time is now. And for those that have been standing the line, God bless you, man. And for O'Boyle, Lord, please put a hedge of protection around him and his family. Keep that man safe. We have people in uniform who have been threatened by the DOD, held the line, threatened to be kicked out, some kicked out, some losing everything because they wouldn't take the shot. Where was that loud voice from veterans class saying enough is enough? No, but you know what? I know there's a whole bunch of people in the contracting class that rolled up their sleeve and took the shot because your job was more important than the values of what you were supposed to be standing for. While Americans are out here fighting on a single day, every single day, trying to keep their job, trying to keep themselves in house and home, while employers are moving in with this corporate tyranny to force them to take shots, to poison their family, and to kill them off. This was a war on domestic front. And for those of you in SOF, you know damn well this stuff was briefed. It was briefed back in 1999, 1998. Fort Detrick rolled out this plan. You know this was a plan that they had already conceived of, of how to destroy a population by using medical industry, the institutions we trust, to poison America and other countries. If they'll do it somewhere else, they'll do it here. Man, unbelievable where we are. The most well-armed country in the world. Of course, Americans are hesitant to pick up a firearm and use it against one another. But veterans, you have the skill, the knowledge, the capability to organize communities, to get them out and build intelligence cells, to start building community cells where they can start seeing and discerning who the real bad guys are and who the bad guys aren't. 
This has never been a random shooting war. It's requiring the highest level of experience that our veterans have to lead America forward in this fight. And you failed to this point. You failed. And that's not universal. There's a few have done some incredible work doing it on the side. Hat tip to you if you're doing it. But as a whole, veterans, you have failed. It is time to wake up. America's reaching out to you, calling you, asking you to come with them. They have a lot to teach you. Believe it or not, take the chip off the shoulder, get some humbleness in yourself, hold your hat humbly and come to them. They're ready to receive, but they know more about this fight than you do because it's an information war. It's been ravaging people. Walking people lockstep off a cliff, walking people lockstep into the death shot, this clot shot that's been killing people randomly. But it's time that the leadership step in and do what you're said to do. Protect from enemies, foreign and underline, emphasize quadruple exclamation points, domestic, because it's here. It's in our government. It's in our local government. It's in our state governments. It's a mindset. You've got to be enraged now. You have to start joining the ranks of being righteously pissed at what's going on in this country. We're right at the bubble of a massive break in our economy. The M2 money supply is almost at zero. We have seen a rapid, the fastest collapse in the M2 money supply since 1930s. That puts us back at depression level crisis. We've seen all sorts of other things happening around food supply. Food supply chains are getting disrupted. That is a domestic attack. But do you know the thing that's really encouraging in the midst of all of this is still the heart of the patriot, the common American patriot. And you know where it shows up the best, and I'm enjoying it, is the enjoyment patriots are having in watching a company like Anheuser-Busch suffer a miserable loss. Yeah, it's a beer thing, big deal. They try to ramrod a cucked male into our face, a transgender fool, a man who is dressed like a woman, who probably cut his balls off himself for all I know. And they got a bad response. They don't know what to do. They can't figure out, what are we going to do about a 23.6% loss in sales? I hope it keeps going, patriots. Hang on that line. Do not budge. Let that company burn to the ground. Bring it down. The entire institution of Anheuser-Busch relies on Americans being obedient to the propaganda of patriotism, which was done no for no other reason than to draw your money in and to suck your money out while they try to now screw you with a new agenda based on this, the scores that they need to put transgenders on the screen to convince your children that they need to become men when they're women and men women when they're men. Ruin that company. They deserve every bit of it. And just for the veterans' knowledge, just so we're clear, post-9-11 conflicts. Yeah, that war, that noble war, when we were out there fighting because two twin towers were knocked down, actually detonated by the combination of CIA, Mossad, and the Bush family. Yeah, that group and the Cheney family ran their little organization with, with, with Halliburton to grab all those defense contracts. Yeah, that war... 4.5 million people dead post 9-11 in conflicts. And I don't see any improvement in security in our country. I don't see any improvement anywhere. 4.5 million people dead. 
What we have done is we managed to inflame the entire world. They hate us. They're bailing off the dollar. They're doing everything they can to ravage this economy and joyfully. And guess what? No one's coming to help us. No one. Because we managed to burn that bridge across the entire globe. But don't worry. For those of you that are still in defense and all those other places worrying about your pensions, guess what? The Fed, the Fed is now starting a new test on an mRNA flu vaccine. Please roll out and take it if you're going to stay there. Get your life ended quicker. Because if you're not going to stand for your country, you're a traitor. And if you're going to keep rolling up your sleeves and trying to turn your back to it and try to say that you've got another thing to do in another life, you've already served, folks, just take the shot. Take it. There's too many people out here that are willing to sacrifice everything for the right reasons. In the meantime, for those of you that are out here still thinking Elon Musk is the great savior, I'll give you that he does some interesting things to shake up media, but he is the biggest psyop going for the WEF. If you don't believe it, listen to this. Do I believe uh, uh, Biden won? Um, yes, I believe he won. And you voted for him. I did, actually. Do you regret that? I mean... Man, I, I wish we could have just a normal human being as president. That's what I want. I think if, 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 if we could, you know, there's that, that old saying of like, we're better, we're better off being run by, um, uh, by people picked at random from the phone book than the faculty of Harvard. Yeah. I don't know who said that, but it was someone very wise. Um, and and I, 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 would, I would say if we could do that for the president, that, that would you be think great. That would be I beneficial. Just, I, so you're not, obviously you're not happy with Biden. Don't we all just want a normal human being to be whatever the president? That means, whatever. You know, I'm not even sure uh, anymore what normal means. No, but I mean, like you know, just I don't know. Just a, you want somebody who's competent. That's think, helpful. Yes, I, I think uh, def definitely um, somebody's executive ability is underrated since the president is effectively the chief executive officer of the country. Um, it, it actually matters if they are a good ex executive officer. Yeah. It's, it's not simply a matter of. Do they share your beliefs and the, you know, um, but, but are they good at, at getting things done? There's a lot of decisions that need to be made every day. Um, many of them are unrelated to uh, moral beliefs, um, you know, right. and, um, and you just want a good executive because <laughs> they're, they're CEO of America. There's your truth. America's a corporation and he's absolutely right chief executive officer, the CEO of a country. Folks, that's not what it says in our Constitution, in case you've missed that line. We're a republic. The government is a subordinate to the wills of the people. And now we're in a new place where apparently we're a corporation and we're effectively hiring a CEO to run us. Because that's exactly the truth. It's a, it is run by the Corporation of D.C., which links to the London, the City of London Bank, which links to the Vatican. The three city-states. And that's why they don't care about the Constitution. That's why they give these endless, endless testimonies in Congress. Jim Jordan even admitted yesterday they have very little teeth. All they can do is maybe defund the FBI, but they can't issue anything else. The DOJ has been hijacked. The FBI has taken over. The CIA is running amok. Everything they're doing is so far past any of their authorities You've got 25% at least of the Defense Department sitting there pushing for a woke agenda, pushing for jabs in our soldiers. I don't know what it's going to take. And kids, 
Oregon, Washington, California, and more, more states to follow are now making it that if a parent goes against the objections of, or a child's desire to get their balls cut off or a girl to get mutilated in surgery or even just to go through the hormone therapy, that state can take away your child and not have to tell you where they're going because they're sticking them in that child sex trafficking network of family services. In the meantime, cartel money's flowing in like crazy, buying off candidates, working in, working in parallel with the CCP and the organized crime networks of China. This country is being dismantled from within. Our Congress is flooding money over to Ukraine in an endless war while people go over there to fight, try to get a new contract to get their gun on, and there's nothing good happening, and Ukraine's getting its tail whipped, and our systems are getting slaughtered. Because we're just a paper tiger right now. The great thing is there's still so many amazing Americans out here that love this country and that will do anything to protect it. And that's the fight we have to continue to focus on. Because I've said this before, if they're not going to join you at a certain point, you got to leave them behind. And just quit worrying about it. Tonight's a testimony and a statement to those that are sitting there on the side wondering, wringing their hands, or thinking they can step aside because there's no more middle ground. We're long past that point. I tell you, it is literally amazing to me. Here's a testimony from a woman that really feels it right now. She's a MAGA person. I am watching the four FBI agents testify today in front of Congress. And all I can think of is for the last six years, we have, Trump supporters have been called every name in the book. Fascist, racist, We weren't allowed to wear a red hat. We, if we were walking down the street in a red hat, we would get beat up. We were told to toe the line. And I just, I see everything coming to light right now. Everything's coming to light. And these four brave men that are, have lost their jobs. They have misplaced their families. And they, uh, they are, bringing the truth to light and I am very grateful for them <clears throat> and I knew it was going to happen I knew this was coming out and I'm very happy it is because the way we've been treated the last six years has just been horrendous every time we would try to tell the truth we were put into Twitter jail we were put into Facebook jail. Um, we were being silenced. And yeah, they are private companies and they're allowed to do that. This video is of Mr. O'Boyle explaining what he's been through for the last two years, um, being an FBI whistleblower. The hardships you've gone through. If one of your really good friends, your former colleagues came to you and said, I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it. What advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it, long and hard. 
And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them, or I could put them in touch with Congress, but I would advise them not to do it. So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. I can't think of a more sobering way to I can't either think of a more sobering way to put it. You know, when we were in Afghanistan, corruption was a big thing, going after the people that took American taxpayer dollars, trying to control the money flow, trying to take down the people that were embezzling the money to buy houses on the palm over in Dubai. We set up all sorts of structures. We went through all sorts of things. If people were found to be embezzling money, it could be anything from cutting their contracts. If it got bad enough, they might be put even on a JPL list, which is a kill capture list. And the funny thing is when we watched that, all of us knew that what we were witnessing was just a reflection of something that was a thousand times worse back home. And I don't think there's a veteran out there that doesn't know that, that served overseas. And that's an experience now that you've got to take to heart and understand that there's only one way to right or wrong, and that's to stand up for truth and do the right thing now. There's a storm coming. It's building. And the only question is, is that storm going to go the right way? What's going to make a difference in all of this is that powerful patriot that understands truly the warrior of Christ, that understands that there's a time truly to love, forgive, to heal, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, to do the greater works, and then there's a time to flip tables. It all has its place in the field of war for God. We are the sons and daughters of a God of war. Don't fool yourself. You want to stay comfortable in the New Testament and try to believe that it's all about a, a limpress Jesus that walks out here like a hippie? You've got it all wrong. Start from the beginning. Listen to a father that is mighty, that loves his children that extends a hand of grace, that gave his children free will, that has temperance beyond imagination, that is always there for them, that looks forward to sharing their lives for them. A father that is slow at times and seeming times of responding, but when, he's, when he comes in and he's given his enemies a chance and they refuse, he destroys them. That's what's in us. That's who we are. And it's now time that we as patriots, wherever we stand, wherever you are, whatever your background is, is irrelevant in this fight because everybody has a place on this line. The righteous fires need to be lit. The lines have to start getting hard and solid. There's no more games here. These people are not playing games. Every time we get into more of these congressional hearings, all they're doing is getting everybody to pacify once again. Sit on the side, wait for us to do something, and they'll do nothing. Listen to endless hours of testimony, make more memes, send it out there, they'll do nothing. You notice how not one person up here in all these discussions is talking about sealing the border? 
Notice how not one person up here talking about all these things is talking about stopping the mRNA shot. Notice how not one person up here is talking about getting rid of common core queer theory and this black racist teaching that they're doing in schools to create division and hate. Not one. Not one person is talking about holding teachers accountable. It's amazing. But you know what's really even more amazing is this. The Biden administration this week updated its guidance on prayer and other religious expression in public schools, warning school employees not to encourage or endorse such activity. Quote, teachers, school administrators, and other school employees may not encourage or discourage private prayer or other religious activity. The Education Department writes in its new guidance, which adds that the U.S. Constitution permits school employees to engage in private prayer during the workday. However, the Education Department warns school employees can't compel, coerce, persuade, or encourage students to join in employees' prayer or other religious activity. The guidance goes on to say that schools may take reasonable measures to ensure that students are not pressured or encouraged to join in the private prayers of the teachers or coaches. And wouldn't that be amazing if that same rule applied to encouraging young boys to cut off their balls and young girls to mutilate themselves in surgery or to screw themselves up with all sorts of hormone therapy or to encourage them to disregard their parents, what their parents are teaching them and to let the teacher guide them, groom them into dressing like a girl or dressing like a boy. But that's okay. But you can't encourage prayer. If you can't see what's going on, then you're blind and you've literally been given off to a reprobate mind. And that's your punishment by God. But if you have eyes to see, you have a responsibility now to start acting on it and not sitting on the side. Patriots, we're in a de demonic war. Here's a vicar that's got something to say. Then what happens is, is the culture, the next three demons show up. The first is Asmodeus. He's the demon of homosexuality in men. Then there's the demon of Leviathan, which is the demon of homosexuality in men, but of the masculine kind. These are the women who are heavy on the heels, we would say. Okay. Then there is the spirit of Lilith, which is the more seductive form of female homosexuality. After those, after those have gained ascendancy in a culture, which by the way, if you look at the cultures, every single culture is pushed in this direction. Okay. So, uh, historically, not just ours, but historically, this is always the progression. Once you have fornication, you end up with contraception, and then the upshot of that is uh, homosexuality and then abortion. Balfamet is the fifth one. And he's the demon of child sacrifice, abortion. In our culture, think of this. They shot down the fornication laws. And so they delivered us into the hands of Baal. They then they had Roe versus Wade and delivered us into the hands of Balfamet. And then they allowed gay marriage. And so now our country politically is in the hold of the top five demons in hell other than Satan. They delivered us into They delivered us right into hell. They did it on their own. We stood by and watched. We didn't even realize what they were doing. 
These people know what they're doing. They're ruthless. And Patriots, I've been asked many times, like, how do you think this is going to change? What's going to happen? My answer is always the same. We the people. We the people are the answer in this whole thing. We always have been. Nothing new. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organization, organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence, indeed, will dictate that government long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. I think we're there. Pretty sure. Pretty sure we arrived there. And at the end of the day, this whole thing is going to center where it always centers because that's where the biggest war is for these people is the children. Jim Caviezel's got something to say. I'm pleading for my fellow countrymen to wake up to what is going on with what's happening to our children. Um, Steve, April 26, there was a woman named, I believe it was Ms. Rojas. She's a whistleblower. And God protect all our whistleblowers because they're in serious danger right now for speaking the truth. And she got up and said that 85, this is sworn testimony, 85,000 children have gone missing crossing the border. So I'm going out right now to plead to the public, to the Christians out there, and to anybody that has a heart for a child. We may not even get to the resurrection of the Christ because we won't have a country anymore. And I'm talking about the film that is of vital importance. People need to see Sound of Freedom. Um, it's on 4th of July. First thing that comes to my mind, you're at a picnic, you're at a barbecue, you're enjoying yourself, and suddenly you look around and your child is missing. What would you feel? What if I told you that you have a 98 point, maybe even 99%, maybe even 99.9.5% chance you're never going to see your child again? What would you do? Would you wish to listen? We're in a, I would say, an apocalyptic moment right now. I, I think of the words that Jesus talks about when people say, when is the end coming? And Jesus looks, why do you ask me for the signs of the times? You look at the clouds and you know it will rain and so it does. Why do you ask me this? Can you not see what's going on? Can you not see that we have a self... We don't have a country anymore. 
by definition, you have to have borders. We don't have a border. Why would you continue to listen to a media that's lying to you every day? You know, a couple years ago, I, I, I'm on talking about adrenochrome. You can't say that word. You cannot say anything bad on George Soros. Do you know that he, know, he owns many of these companies like the Daily Beast? Boy, they sure had their fun tearing me apart. I lost my agents 17 years and my other agent of 15 years because they listened to them. But you think you know what the truth is. You don't. You have a selection. You're not free. And God wants you to be free. I'm talking about the God of Christ, Jesus. Dead on. You know, every time I do these types of shows to get this intense, there's always going to be a comment somewhere of, well, what do we do? We are seven years into this fight. There's an information war that's been raging. There is a local fight that is the core of all victory in this nation. All politics is always local. It, this is the problem I have, and I don't understand it. And I really don't. I don't understand the apathy or the inability of Americans to think on their feet, to understand where they can intersect to make change. So much of the problem is too much time spent in front of a TV to deaden the brain cells and to make people believe that the only fight is up in D.C. You cannot get to that mountaintop yet. If you ask a Marine how he's going to get to the top of the hill, he's going to tell you, I'm going to start at the bottom, sir, and I'm going to climb. Local, local, local. If you start digging into your local economy, your local politics, your local area, you're going to discover that all the things that we're talking about are here times 100 right around you. question is, do you see them? And for veterans, that's where you begin. But there's a storm coming. And we better be prepared. The passion, I couldn't get a job. The studios wouldn't hire me, but see, they're all controlled by the central banks. People have to, do you really think Biden is the president of the United States? Do you really think he's running our country? Please, who above him, who are the puppeteers? Here's how you'll know that everything I've said is the truth. When they come out and they just blast me, they have to, they have no choice because the devil has no choice in this matter. God is coming for him. And I'm talking about the Christ Jesus God. That is the one that's coming after him. And there's a big storm coming, and they know it. So they have to go and threaten you with everything from Q and on or whatever they want to say. Do you know what Q really means? It means question. That's what one of these people told me. And I said, well, that, that seems like a good thing. Anon, question, right? Anons then go out and research it to see if it's true. Because we've been sped, fed their lies. Think about Monday. What happened? A Durham report was dropped. The FBI, the CIA, the whole, all of these guys are involved. Now, I know it's not all of them. The lower guys are probably just crying. But I'm asking you warriors to come out and tell the truth. If we would just unite. He said it. I agree. You need everybody on the line now. This is the time. There is no other time to waste. This isn't just the United States. This is humanity. The United States falls, falls, the world falls. Chasing your tail, running across the world to try to take off terrorists and do crazy things like fighting Ukraine. You think that's noble? That's a fool's errand. 
trying to get your gun on because you're going to try to imagine yourself going fighting a Cold War with Russia. I got news for you. Most American soldiers would get their butt kicked and wiped because those are people that truly understand what this fight is about. hate to tell you that, but it's true. They're not deluded by a government that's made up primarily of pedophiles and freaks and child sex traffickers funded to a large degree by deep corrupt money and much of it cartel money. They're owned. They're played. They're playing us. The real patriot's going to see the clear way through. And fortunately, there's a whole bunch of great American patriots out here, many of which have never served. And they understand because we've endured this time. This is not easy times. And these aren't easy talks. But the time for the trees to be shaken, the rocks to be turned. Time to tear the walls open and see what's inside. Quit taking things for granted as they are. Quit thinking that everything's going to be convenient because it's not. The economy's on the edge. Things are getting pillaged left and right. And the world that we know is no more. That's an illusion that we lived under. And many were used and sacrificed for, for the sake of their banking games. Time to choose who you serve. And I know who I serve. And I know that that fight ahead is going to be a tough one. Our God, Jesus, was not a wimp. He was a warrior. And if you have Jesus in your heart and you search your heart, you'll know you're being called to the line. It's time for the warriors to stand. Answer the call. Let's pray. Patriots, begin tonight with a just a prayer for the O'Boyle. Father God, we just want to pray for O'Boyle, the whistleblower, and all the other whistleblowers that are with him. And all the whistleblowers that are unspoken, that are out here with their lives at risk, trying to tell the truth why a system works overtime to destroy their reputation, to destroy their livelihoods, to break them into such a way that they have no other way out but to comply. We are grateful for the patriots like O'Boyle and what he represents as people that will never bow. They've endured the hardships of a government that's turned on them. A government that was supposed to be subordinate to the wills of the people with a people that were to be subordinate to you. Unfortunately, Father, we have turned a wrong path. Forgive us for what we have done. We pray for forgiveness for this nation. We pray for mercy on this nation. And we pray for this nation will find its way forward to put itself on its knees, put its eyes to you and repent. But Father, we also pray for the mightiness of the warriors of Christ that are here, that are awakening, that are standing, that have already endured so many of the hardships. They understand what this war is about and how evil this government has become. They understand this tyranny under which we're living without illusion. And the greatest thing about this, Father, these are people that love you. They love this country but they love you more and they love their relationship with Christ more. And they understand very clearly that our role here in a role of representing kingdom is that we have only one mission to bring as many home as we can at any cost. So father, for those hearts that are hearing that empower them, embolden them, put a hedge of protection around them and help us unite as one body against an evil that continues to lurk and grow like a nasty cancer. 
for those out there that are sitting on the edge, wondering, wringing their hands, or thinking that somehow their duty is over. We ask for a great shaking of their hearts to open their eyes, to drop the scales, to let them see clearly and realize that the institution that they were part of betrayed them. And it's now time to answer the call to serve once again, regardless, to use the gifts and talents that they were blessed with in their time of service to now help this nation prepare for a moment that we hope does not come, but a moment in an hour that we need them the most. Guide us in these hours, Father. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots, it's going to take the hearts of lions to overcome this. Fortunately, we're reminded in Gideon that God only needed 300. And fortunately, we have a whole bunch more than that. Don't ever lose your faith. Keep praying into this. But be vigilant. Keep your head on a swivel. Do not bow to evil. Speak the truth. Use the gifts and talents you have to help empower your neighbors and raise them up. The greatest gift we have in the body of Christ is as one falls, we raise them up together and we stay strong. We have an incredible amount of diversity within the ranks and resiliency within the ranks as a result. And we will overcome, be fierce, and lead with a lion's heart. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered 
by those who move forward. And so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. 